Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FAM, Friends and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast sponsored by Swagoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan, everyone calls me Brasky, and today, as always, I'm joined by the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins, and Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher. What is up, FAM? How y'all doing? Uh, hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's going all right. Some of us need to take our mics off of mute before we say hello. Otherwise, no. <laughs> like, that was a like solid 50% is what we had going there. A very solid 50%. No. Um, I stretched the H out until I was unmuted. <laughs> stretching the H out since 1987. That's Caroline Cavanaugh, everybody. 86. Thank hey, you very much. Ooh, I was close. We are the same You were age. so close, though. I know. I never knew that. I did. Sean's oh. only 27. Back to the future. <laughs> We're not starting this again. We're not getting. We're not going to that realm. Okay, we already went to that place. I I don't need any more math today. What I do need <laughs> is I need to know how everyone's week in magic has been. Eric, I want to hear from you, my friend. How was your week in magic? Uh, it was interesting. Uh, I, as most people have been, I've uh, been you know like you know hoping to play some magic, playing some tournament style magic. Uh, I got the opportunity to play some tournament style magic. And what I realized was is I really need like a really large carrot in front of me. Um, and so I like was a little bit, I guess, like not like as enthused as I thought I would be during the tournaments. And um, as we're going to go um, about a little bit later, uh, I think I have found the large carrot that I want. So these these carrots were not to your liking. You were look at you were looking at your carrots and said, "These some these some baby carrots." He ate them and spit them back out and said, "I'm logging off." <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I like I need very large, very large carrots to run after, not tiny little baby carrots. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, Sean, did your you know uh, endeavors in the world of Magic: The Gathering also involve also involve very large vegetables, uh, or did you just uh, participate in the game in some other way? There's some kind of vegetable-related joke here. I'm not sure what it is, but I wish I knew what it was. Um, uh, my tournament, I, I played three different tournaments. I think I played one Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'm pretty sure. Um, I had a lot of fun playing them. Like, they were a little slow and not what I'm used to. I don't really play Moto, like, competitively. I just use it to test, so I've never really had to sit down and play competitive art what feels like competitive magic for eight or ten hours in front of my computer so the five or six hours i spent playing magic those days were like they felt like they dragged on a little bit but um it was nice that i was at least able to scratch a little bit of that itch playing magic so um overall it was fun um but i mean it wasn't exactly what i was looking for but it wasn't bad either caroline did you participate in so much magic the vegetabling that we now have to call you the mighty zucchini Zucchini is the vegetable you went with. Hey, it's, I was going with something that ends with an eeny, and so that's that's basic. I don't know any other vegetables that have like that the have an eeny. Vegetable. Zucchinis oh, are the best vegetables. I'm, I'm now zucchini. Ugh. What is? I hate I mean, zucchini. How can you hate zucchini? These pe- you because people love grow. Brussels sprouts, but you hate zucchini because they grow f- like you you plant one. And like in the apocalypse, you still have four hundred zucchinis. So that's you not how that works. That sounds like a great problem, though. That's yeah. how it works. Zucchinis just take over your garden and grow forever and ever. They're worse than rhubarb. But then, it like, but like, what if it was like the mighty, I don't know, potato? <laughs> that's uh, like, that's like, 
rebranded right now. The Mighty Potatoes. The Mighty Potato. To be fair, I really dislike potatoes. I'm like very Irish, and I just like can't eat potatoes in any form. It's well, very strange. I'm revoking uh, your Irish liquid? card. Then? Liquid form is my favorite form uh, of potato. When What's I grew up, <laughs> he's mocking. He's saying it's gross. No, <laughs> no, I'm saying that it's vodka. Oh, oh. oh, hilarious! This guy, this guy right there. No, he's. This way. Yeah, he's to your There's left. There's no one to your left, Caroline. What are you talking no, about? He's to your left. I'm right. That's where you are. You're right no, there. You're, he's above me. During this is there. Not good this is like a really <laughs> awkward <laughs> version of the Brady Bunch. Ladies and like gentlemen, in random directions. I would like to welcome. I would like to welcome all of the listeners now to the audio-only but completely visual podcast that no longer talks about Magic: The Gathering, but is now strictly agriculture. Uh, so we're going to talk about but we're um, not going to name the vegetable we're going to show an image of it and then we just talk about it and you have to guess what we're talking about yeah like ooh man look at this thing that's some some great rhubarb there the podcast could be called vegetable colon the gathering to keep it on brand just saying keep it on brand I like it I like it speaking of Um, keeping things on brand Caroline how was your week in magic uh, so my week in magic was great um i also played in some four i played in actually four arena tournaments um i will say that i like the baby carrots i actually legitimately like eat baby carrots in real life and also i don't buy them in uh, magic life as well um they i do have some troubles where i'm not concentrating as much as i should be i'm like messaging people or (laughs) having whole debates on messenger while i'm like in a match which is not great um, but overall, pretty fun. I really liked the historic tournament I played in the best. Um, for spoil, like we'll talk about why later. But also, they had a timer because you actually can't play tournament mode with historic um, on arena, and this actually mattered because the the timer made it so much easier to know what was happening in the event. And so I really think that the program, which we're going to discuss in a little bit. MTG Melee, I think they should have some sort of timer that shows time because otherwise you really have no idea how much time is left in the round. And that's one of the complaints that I had for the weekend was it was kind of stressful to know how much Animal Crossing I could get in between rounds. <laughs> so the the answer is just is not enough. That's all it is. <laughs> it's really not enough. Sean's ahead of me in Animal Crossing because he's cheating. Oh, I definitely like I if if it had taken real time, I'd be like in next week already. So yeah. <laughs> I've cheated a lot of Animal Crossing. <laughs> so I do want to bring up one really important point that has nothing to do with what you're all just talking about, but something we we're talking about earlier. So right now our name is Fam Friends and Magic, but we could have a fa- like a fave podcast, which friends would be Friends and Vegetables. And vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> it's everybody's fave. fave. Exactly, Friends and Vegetables coming to What's... podcast platforms near you I can, later see, not now <laughs> now if now here's the other big question that i have and this is obviously very very important so if if the large tournaments are the big carrots the zucchini-esque tournaments while the other tournaments are baby carrots what is the magic the gathering hummus what is like the thing that you're using as like a little side dish to dip things in and, and, and that's definitely those? commander edh <laughs> i mean yeah they're just like they do just hang out at the grand prix right like when the when magic fests are going they definitely have like the commander area and it's kind of like the little like side event, right? Yeah, it's a little snack so, area right there. 
There you go. I mean, like, to be fair, though, there's a lot of people there. So, I mean, like, I don't even know well, if they're, like, you can like, call great. it a side yeah. Oh, yeah, I love hummus. I just can't eat it all the time. I yeah. just, like, eat it once a week or something. It's folks, pretty delicious. Folks, you heard it here first. Commander, the hummus of magic. Can we get that on a t-shirt? That's what we need. We have our first big merch item. Commander the Hummus of Magic. That's what we need. I'm also, Caroline, like going back to your story about being distracted by stuff and, you know, engaging in internet debates while trying to focus on a game. I also wish there was like coverage of some of that stuff where you like you get out of that match and you you go to like a post a post match interview. It's just be like, well, what happened there on, on game number three? It's like, well, I was I was going to play my lane for turn, but I my really... My mom called. <laughs> yeah, my mom called, and then I really had to tell this person, uh, I really had to win this internet debate. And so, I, you know, that just kind of distracted me, and I just, you know, I forgot to, you know, I forgot to play my land for turn, and eh, it just got all over, all over the place. Cherries are as important as apples in the game, okay? <laughs> it's an Animal Crossing joke that I just made up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good one. I got the reference, Caroline. I feel worry. like everybody got cherries... So now, I have cherries. Just, it's really strange. Yeah, but everybody got cherries, and a few people got not cherries. I know. It's really weird. <laughs> Did you know you could change the color of your airport? I didn't know that. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. There oh, was, like, can some... we make an Animal Crossing podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Caroline would have a heyday. Caroline and I would both have a heyday. Folks, here. welcome. It'll be, only... it'll be five friends <laughs> and Animal Crossing. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that's oh, way no. too close to a swear oh, word. Girl. <laughs> no, I don't want to be. We just have to make sure we really elongate it. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> F A A C. Caroline did love my commenting or comment or yeah, commenting on the on how I watched the trailer of Animal Crossing. So that was pretty nice. Oh, it was really cute. <laughs> He was really funny. He was literally like an old man that doesn't know how the internet works, so was just yelling at the screen. <laughs> it was really funny. The, the the person on the thing just like has unbelievable talent. So it was like really cool. I'm Did try- you know that if you if you shovel a tree, it turns into a tiny tree? What? Yeah. Also, it just takes one. It just like takes one shovel. And the whole tree. You have to have eaten a fruit though. <laughs> if you want to chop down a tree, it's just three axe swings, and the whole thing just falls over. Well, with and, a good and, axe, and, not with a stone uh, axe. Oh, in true, Breath true, of the true. Wild, it's just two. I found that out. Friends and Animal Crossing is such a good podcast. Welcome to the Swagoy Media Network where you can find friends and magic, friends and vegetables, and of course, friends and Animal Crossing. (laughs) All coming to a podcasting service near you. Caroline's Caroline might actually be dying on that screen. Over, I can't really tell. What I'm legitimately worried. It's such a good name because I can't swear, so I can't say it. <laughs> as long as like you hold the, as long as we hold the vowel for a good solid one second, then I think then I think we're like in the clear. All right. Either that, or we got to put like an umlaut over it, so it's like the. <laughs> Can, I, I really hope some of our tens of listeners that are listening to this thing, like someone's going to be like, what are they talking about? Like some small child's in the room and just be like, what are they talking about? Nothing. We're talking about Animal Crossing. Go play your game. Okay, let's move on before I die. Well, <laughs> we hope you stay alive long enough to participate in a lot of awesome online tournaments that are going on in the world of Magic the Gathering. One of them specifically is uh, a very interesting little uh, little event, little little website, MTG Melee, which... Uh, which, Conan Hawk, it, it likes to label itself the future of Magic the Gathering tournaments. Now, my big question to you, and we're going to get serious now. 
Is this the future of Magic the Gathering tournaments? Or, at the very least, tell us just how MTG Melee works. Uh, MTG Melee is very great. Or MTG Melee, sorry. MTG Melee is very great. And I do believe it is actually the future of like online Magic. Um, I think I've described it a bit on, here, on this podcast before, but I do want to go over it again. Basically, before... You had to be in a Discord just like, you know, to like get your pairings and then you had to like go from your Discord. They would usually have like a little, you know, one of the rooms would have where people's, you know, uh, screen names were. They'd like from there, you would have to like figure out what their screen name was and then like copy paste there. And then you had to go into another place to get their deck list. And then that was on like a different Google Doc. So you have like a Google Doc with just names. You have a Google Doc with just their deck lists. Um, And then you had to like report back to the Discord to do pairings because the pairings or to do the results, but the pairings were actually on like Smash GG. And so like everything was kind of everywhere. Uh, MTG Melee just combines all that uh, so that that you can find your pairings, you can find your uh, opponent, you can or you can find their name, you can find their deck list, and you can even chat with them or the TO all on one page, which is called your player controller. And it just makes everything so smooth. Um, I know that like playing in the first couple of tournaments, they had some issues with uh, server size, uh, just like, you know, how many people were using the client at one point. Um, They've gotten that kind of figured out. Uh, There's a couple of things where you might like have to refresh it while holding shift so you clear your cache. Um, But there's just like a bunch of like a couple of things that can happen right now. But basically, they've kind of smoothed or smoothed everything out. I know that Caroline brought up a couple of things, maybe with like a timer. I know some people said that they wanted to see start times in their own time zone. Um, that way, like, you know, you're not they like, are. well, at, at one on one page, they are, but they're not always, they're not on the sign up page. Yeah, they are. Are they? Well, in fact, that was something I thought was really cool was how they were always in my time zone. And I thought that was awesome. Let me maybe look it's at just the... maybe it's just like on the, the, the page where the tournament, well, the person that's putting on the tournament writes it. So that one's not ever changing. That's like so- solid, right? uh that's yeah that might be a good point yeah like the cover page would be the one that's like static and then the one that caroline probably looks at is probably the one that flows and adjusts yeah i think the one that's like on your where it says like when you click on your on your name it says like your tournaments if you click on there it will say the times the start time on there but when you click into the page i think it doesn't i think it says some other thing yeah i don't think they can fix I'm looking at the actual scheduled tournaments and the short, like the like preview page, all has it in my time zones. So like I can see yeah, there's one Friday awesome. at 10 a.m. and you know there's one, there's a lot on Friday at 10 a.m. <laughs> um, but then there, if you actually click on the details, you're right, it probably shows up in their time zone. But I think it's I think it's actually really well done, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. Yeah, I think I think if it if it does show it on the preview page, um, then I think that is amazing and it's a uh, it's a great ad for sure because I know that I know one of the things that I had as a problem like playing the original online tournaments is they'd be like it's at nine and then whatever like the the whatever the weird one is is that CET or whatever time zone um, and I just like could never figure out what that was and I had to always Google it every single time and then I had to remember it and all that stuff and if they could just convert it that'd be awesome because I'm you know stupid and can't can't do that myself yeah every time so. I see CET I always think CST I'm like oh it's central nope 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 it's like it's 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 many many hours of difference. I'm like I was way off on that one. Well, missed this tournament. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that that's basically all I had to really say about it. It's just like the player controller being a central place for everything, 
And then if any, anything goes wrong, just having the chat up, being able to talk to the tournament organizer, being like, hey, something's wrong. I see, you know, my deck list and not their deck list or my my opponent hasn't showed up or we tried to click, you know, we tried to like challenge each other, but arena's acting up, anything like that, the tournament organizer right there. So it's just like calling a judge and being like, hey, there's a problem and then they'll get it fixed for you or they'll they'll find a solution for you and then you don't like have to worry about like your tournament going awry because of it. Yeah, Caroline, what do you think of like the the user experience as it were when it comes to MTG Melee having, you know, participated in it yourself? Uh yeah, I actually did help test it as well, so I had a little bit of like prior knowledge to it. Um I have experienced some bugs like on Sunday I played in a tournament where round 1, so the way it works is you have this little like player control thing and on it, it shows like your deck list, and you can hide that. It shows your your pairings for that round. It shows the standings. It shows the matches outstanding. Um, and then it also just pops up when you have a pairing. It pops up an extra little bar that shows you the deck list, and it shows you your opponents first. And then you can click player, and it will show you your deck list if you want. Um, and so I've been using this is like the fifth or sixth tournament I played on MTG Melee. So I just looked, saw that my opponent was playing fires of the jeskai fires deck went through the deck list kind of quickly didn't really like look details i'm like okay i'm playing the mirror so that i i knew the player i was actually playing so i messaged them we, we queued up a match i keep a i mulligan to five um and i was like okay whatever this hand can this hand can jive in the mirror that's fine uh and my opponent goes like turn one hollow fountain turn two island and i was like oh they're like missing red mana and, like turn three they go planes and i was like okay well they played Teferi, so I was like, okay, well, I'll tick up my Teferi so that I can bounce their fires because that's what they've done to my to their Teferi. And then they go turn four, they just go forest. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is happening? And so my parent, my opponent was just on Bant the whole time, and I didn't know. Um, and I think in that spot, I should have not ticked up my Teferi. Um, but I think my Mulligan still would have been the same. Uh, I think, yeah, I think the only difference was that I ticked up to fairy instead of down anyway long story short there was an error and i was just seeing my deck list twice <laughs> like it said opponent list and players list and they were just identical 75s but because i was so used to using the the software i just didn't really look at the deck list it didn't get this like oh this looks like my list kind of thing i just thought it was the mirror i didn't really have any red flags um and so that was kind of stressful because i was trying to tell it was Lotus, Lotus Box was running their first tournament on the software, so they also didn't really know what to do about the problem. So I actually came up with a solution, which is you can click on your player, on your opponent's name, and then it will show you their deck list. And so I ended up like writing a, a thing to the Discord. I was like, hey, if this happens to you, this is the solution. And then Lotus Box just took my like message and sent it to everybody, which was very funny to me. <laughs> they just like copy pasted my my solution. Um, and so it was fine. I lost that match, but I was likely to lose anyway. Um, but that was the first time I was a bit stressed out because I was like, oh, no, like I really made de decisions based on open deck lists and I was very wrong. Um, so that was kind of interesting. But overall, I think I love that you can submit the results right away. You just there's this little button that's like game one and then you click a player or you click your name or your opponent's name. And then round game two, you do the same thing. Game three, if needed, you do the same thing. And then you click submit. And then it shows up on your opponent's side and says, hey, the match results was this. Do you confirm? And then they says they say confirm. And once they confirm, then it's locked. And they no one it's the same as signing a deck deck sheet or a a deck 
match slip. Match slip, thank you. <laughs> it's the same as signing a match slip. As soon as it's signed, both players have confirmed you can't debate it. And I think that's like way cleaner than taking a screenshot of your match. Like that was also something stressful from the old Smash GG things. You had to take a screenshot every time you won a match. <laughs> it was really stressful. And also they... really hard like it's hard to prove that that was even from your match. <laughs> like it was really yeah, weird. That... That is like one of the weird things, but I I was told early on that there are other games that are not magic where people would lie about their results. Yeah. So that's one that of the too. reasons you had to take a screenshot. <clears throat> I don't think that's hopefully that won't happen with us in magic. I have a, um, I have I a tickle in my throat. Arstone is oh yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> wow, that was a really specific tickle. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a bug going around, so it's the very it's very weird that okay. um Anyway, I would recommend it. Uh, they have varying stakes of tournaments. Um, a lot of people are running their FNMs. I kind of alluded to that earlier because I was like, oh, there's a lot of Friday tournaments. Um, I just logged on for the first time in a while, and I see like five different stores have their FNMs on here, including one of my local stores, uh, the Gaming Stadium. Um, so they're going to have various stakes. So some of them are going to be more like geared towards their community, and others are going to be open. They're all open to everybody, but... Um, you, you can kind of see that. Yeah, you can just see the difference in the, the website. There's also a huge one this weekend with a $1,000 prize pool on Saturday, which is pretty cool. Nice. Well, yeah, I will say a really quick shout out uh, to, well, I mean, obviously we're shouting out the whole section to MTG uh, Melee, but um, if you are a tournament organizer, they, they do have a Discord. So if you find that Discord, they will let you sign up as a tournament organizer, and then you can just put your tournaments onto the onto you, MTG. You can actually apply on online, like on the website. There's a oh, okay. there's an organizer page. That's how my friend did it. You don't have to be in their Discord. Gotcha. I know that I know that uh, they were asking people if they were tournament organizers inside the inside the Discord. That's why the reason I brought that. Now, Sean, give me the perspective of a player that's just, you know, going through that tournament structure. What what was your experience playing with it for this past week? What did you what did you do? What did you play? How did everything go for you? Like give me give me the player breakdown of of what, what it's like to kind of participate in one of these. Yeah, so it was actually um like I, I kind of alluded to it earlier. It was it was good enough where I would keep going. MTG Melee is a very good software, I think, that for what it needs to do, it does it pretty well. Yeah, there's a couple things I would change, like a timer and stuff like that. But um, from the being the first time I used it, I was able to figure it out pretty quickly and easily. So that was nice. Um, Friday, I played a historic tournament where <laughs> uh, Caroline... Saturday. Was that Saturday? Yeah. Okay. What did I play on Friday? Did we play standard on Friday? There's standard Friday, historic Saturday, standard Sunday, standard Monday. Okay. Okay. Uh, Oh, I didn't play Friday. That's what it was. Okay. So, yeah, I played the last three days. So, Saturday, I played Historic. I played Is It Phoenix. I my, I went in knowing that, like, or thinking Field of the Dead was going to be super popular. And I was like, oh, I want I don't want to play Field of the Dead Mirrors. So, I just want to play something that, like, doesn't care about it. So, I picked Arclight Phoenix. Ended up going, starting the tournament off 4-1. And then Carol and I are both 4-1. And we're like, oh, man, it'll be hilarious if we played against each other. And then she easily bashed me in two games. No, hold on. This is not fair. You are skipping a really important part about what you said. What is there What is there to argue about you bashing him for two games? <laughs> because here's what happened. We're in the dis- we're in our team Discord and he goes yeah. he goes I really want to play against Caroline at the 5 at the 4 and 1 match. Did I say I really because, want to play against you? Dang. Because I've crushed Gruel today twice. And I beat a fellow teammate, Brandon, this morning oh, yeah. in round one. So I'm 
going to crush you. <laughs> and then I wrote, before the pairings were up, I wrote, well, now you for sure lost to me. <laughs> Because you were so overconfident. I do and remember. Guess what? <laughs> yeah, I do remember saying I crushed Brandon. I literally played Brandon round one, and like game one and two were like kind of close. Whatever. Game three, I was like, he like, I like got to kill an Adonto Vanguard that I shouldn't have or whatever. But game three was pretty close. But I ended up beating him, and then I played Gruel twice, beat them both, and then I was like feeling pretty good. I was like, I already beat Brandon. It's so like Caroline. Like I gotta take out Caroline now too, and then she easily crushed me. Uh, yeah, so yeah. give me what I deserve. So I, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went four two on Saturday um, with that deck. The deck was fun. Um, I probably would play it again, but I don't know. I have some changes. Uh, and then Sunday I played standard and quickly o two'd with blue white control. I I don't know. I just like wasn't feeling the deck either. It just like wasn't doing what I wanted it to. So on yesterday I played another standard tournament and once again was in a position where I was four and one uh, playing for money and then uh, ended up losing once again in round six to a nail biter. So um, it was really uh, crazy. The deck, I played Azorius Blink on Sunday. The deck was, or yesterday, the deck was super fun. Um, I had a crazy game where like I played an agent of treachery, stole my opponent's fires of invention, played a second agent of treachery, took their Chandra, used their Chandra Awakened Inferno to, like, kill their guy. Thassa blinked my Agent of Treachery to steal their Kenrith. Like, the turn was just insane. Um, the deck was super fun. I would, I'm would, i probably actually going to play it again on Saturday in the Hunter Burton tournament. Um, but overall, MTG Melee was really good. The tournament, like, took longer than I thought it was going to take. Like, I was playing till, I don't know, like, I want to say, like, 10.30 or 11 at night yesterday. Not 100% sure, but it felt really late. It started <clears throat> but, at 6 p.m. for you, right? Yeah, yeah, it started at 6 p.m. to be fair. But um, I just didn't, like, in my head, I was like, oh, it's arena. It's going to take, like, 25 minutes around, and it just definitely didn't. But, um, yeah, I'm actually really liking how the tournaments feel. Um, if I have to keep playing arena tournaments for the foreseeable future, which it seems like I will be, I am definitely okay with MTG Melee doing it all. I love that the start of that conversation was being like, yeah, yeah, no, Caroline totally crushed me. And Caroline's like, hold on, you're not telling the story properly. I murdered you. It was actually worse than what he's saying. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, okay, okay. I'm just saying that got you. Okay, do you want to know an example of this? Yes. Um, so I was playing in one of these tournaments, and it was, I think it was the Friday one, I want to say. Um and uh, maybe it was well let me try and get my bearing straight so i think there's actually two different two different things i'm thinking of but basically i was playing in my room and there were some friends there were some roommates around and at one point we get pa we paired against matt sperling and so my, my roommate matt uh different matt was like oh hey like you're playing fires i love fires and so we were, we were he was watching me play and we were like talking a little bit about decisions and i, I ended up losing um, and then I played around by myself for a while and then I won that one. And then Matt was back in the room because Sam was cubing, which he claimed he would never do. So everyone was in the room to watch him cube. And, um, you know, same thing, like Matt was watching, like burning me play it. And then, you know, he'd be like, oh, actually, like, this is what I would do on this turn. I was like, okay, cool. And so I, I listened to some of the things that he was saying. And then I lost that round. And I lost because he goes... He, I go, Matt, do you think I should block here? And he goes, uh, I don't know. Um, I think I would block like 100%. And 
It is really bad if we draw exactly to fairy, but it's okay. We're not going to draw to fairy. And then we just obviously drew to fairy. <laughs> like if you put that into the universe, that's exactly what's going to happen. So we drew to fairy, and then um, there was a very similar decision, like in in that match or something, where he said something like, "Oh, like oh yeah, yeah, okay." We were stuck on three lands the turn before, and he goes, "Okay, well our 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 hand is great. Like we're going to win." And I was like, well, yeah, if we if we draw our fourth land, like, we have to play Fires to win. He goes, oh, no, no, we're going to draw our fourth land. Don't worry about it. Obviously, we didn't draw our fourth land. <laughs> like, if Matt had just shut up and not said anything, <laughs> obviously, we would still not have drawn the land. But the point was, is Brett, or, um, Sean, as soon as you say something, the universe will tell you the opposite. It's just how it works. So we did not draw our fourth land. We did draw Teferi, <laughs> and we lost that match. So I was 2-0 and without Matt and 0-2 with Matt. So. Next time we battle, I'm just going to be like, Caroline's going to crush me. It doesn't work that way, because it'll still crush <laughs> It'll still happen, and then Sean's going to sit there and go, ah, oh, friends in Animal Crossing. <laughs> you got it. That's the best way we can swear now. It's my only way to start from now on. I love it. It's Friends just that. Animal well, there's more to life than just MTG Melee because there's actually, you know, necessity breeds innovation. And one of the other wonderful things that we uh, had learned about since our last podcast was uh, the dawning of the return of Magic Fests. But this time, Magic Fest Online. So it's still through CFB events and, of course, you know, Wizards of the Coast working on it. But it's a whole new kind of system of, of online arena um, Magic Fest, where you have like daily qualifiers and weekly championships and season finals and people trying to get to the Pro Tour, all sorts of awesome pieces to it. Uh, and to give us the kind of the brief rundown of what is our, the ins and outs of Magic Fest online will be the Mighty Zucchini Linguini Friends and Animal Crossing host, <laughs> Caroline Cavanaugh. Oh, yeah. I knew that was going to happen. I didn't know that. Okay. Um... So it, it was pretty interesting. We we spent the majority of this podcast talking about MTG Melee. And that's because as of Friday of last week at 6 p.m., that just seemed to be our future, that if we wanted to play arena events, that that was, you know, Melee is the way to go. Um, you Also, as the week developed, a lot more tournament organizers were hosting tournaments, and it looked pretty cool. And then this, like, random Reddit post at like 6 p.m. Pacific gets posted uh, by CFB. In fact, Reddit first, by the way, just a warning to companies, Reddit first to me is never looks legit. I always think it's a scam <laughs> just because Reddit does not feel like the best place to announce your thing. Um, but no, it was real. They were, they were announcing these online GPs and everyone's like, what? This is crazy. Like, tell us more. Unfortunately, when you announce something at 6 p.m. on a Friday, <laughs> Um, it's unlikely you have the resources to answer all of these questions. So there was a little bit of anxiety and uh, uncertainty about what these tournaments will look like. Uh, as of recording this, we're now on Tuesday. So we've we've actually seen a couple tournaments run. Um, and, and everything is looking good. I will say on Friday, I was pretty nervous. I was like, I really like the idea of this. I wanted to succeed. And I had a ton of questions that I couldn't. I actually did ask them to people. But even so, like, I, 
I feel, still felt really nervous. I was like, I, you don't have registration open. How are you going to run it? What, what program are you using? How are you going to get coverage? Oh my gosh. And I just had all these crazy questions. Um, and most of which they have showed that they are very capable of doing. There are still some things that I think are a little awkward um, that could do with some improvement, but we'll, we'll get to those. So basically there, there are these weekend tournaments, Saturday and Sunday, eight rounds on day one on Saturday and six rounds plus top eight, I think. I think it's only 14 rounds. Um, I don't know, six rounds would make it 15. I'm not sure. There are rounds on Sunday <laughs> uh, and then it cut to top eight. And then the first place player gets an invite to the next paper pro tour, which is actually not called player's tour. There we go. Um, and I think a thousand bucks and the top eight goes down from there. The pricing is sort of flat because it pays out to top 32. Um, and at first you're like, oh, cool. This sounds really cool. How can I play in these weekend turns? Well, unfortunately it's not quite like a Grand Prix. You can't just sign up and play. Um, it's more like a Grand Prix trial. <laughs> you have to play a mini event first, uh, throughout the week. And then if you do a certain record, um, during the week, then you get to play in, in the actual Grand Prix or Mythic, what's, I don't even know, Magic Fest. There we go. <laughs> Um, so these qualifiers are starting daily. They actually started yesterday on Monday of the 23rd. And they are every day at 9 a.m., 3 p.m., 9 p.m., and 3 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, and they are six rounds. You must go 5-1 or better. They are held on Arena, not on Moto, as many people have assumed based on the term Magic Fest Online. I've heard a ton of people just assuming it was Moto, but they are indeed on Arena. Um, you registered through them through Magic Fest CFB events website, like a very classic way that you would register for an event. Uh, there are $25 US to enter, which is one of the points that people are a little stressed about. Um, and they actually take place in a, in CFB's Discord, and they show you uh, pairings the same way you would find online pairing, um, or the same way that you would get, I guess, side event pairings, more, maybe more accurate, uh, at, at Grand Prix. So you you actually get all the details kind of yourself. Like you go onto the website, you you know refresh on the round, look at who you're playing against. On that site, it does tell you that the arena friend code. So that's pretty good. It does. It tells you there. You don't have to go look it up. Like basically, if you can compare Eric's experience earlier to playing tournaments before MTG Melee, it does eliminate some of those issues. So it does tell you the, the player code right away. Um, there is a website that posts all the deck lists, and then you have to search for your opponents, which is kind of annoying, but it's still like medium okay. Uh, the thing that's not great is to report your match. You have to report it to a bot. Um, so that's a like an automated system inside the CFB Discord. And the reason that's not great is if you don't understand Discord um, and you think you've done this, you think you've reported, you might not be able to realize that you haven't. Um, because when you make an error, the bot messages you privately, and some people just weren't capable of seeing their private messages. Like, they just don't know how Discord works. So there were some kinks to work out. There was definitely communication issues for sure, I had a friend of mine today that like was one and one and then was waiting and waiting and waiting for round three. It never started for him. He's like, I don't understand what's happening. And then he found out that he just like reported to the bot wrong. So the bot gave him a loss. And then he just 
just was dropped or like had two losses so it didn't really matter because if you have two losses there is not really a real reason to play i would say um and so he my friend got a refund because he just couldn't really use discord it was like really confusing um and instead of like they they gave him a loss in the tournament and he's like well i don't really want to play i didn't have a loss uh, so they ended up just giving a refund which is helpful for him because he was technically supposed to be one and one <laughs> so he kind of got like a free bonus out of it and he'll just play a different one um but the point of the story is there are still people that are not going to understand discords and at, at grand prix when people don't understand something about the tournament they can go and ask for help whereas at these magic fest online it's a lot harder to get help i think in like a giant discord with everyone shouting at the same time so i think that has some issues also i forgot to mention that with your $25 entry for each of these events, you do actually get a draft coupon at a real Magic Fest. Um, I think the kind of asterisk is that you have to go to one, which might never happen. We'll see. <laughs> um, I think overall, oh, sorry. And then so after all that, so they're happening a bunch bunch times per day. Um, and once you get five one or better, you get to play on the Saturday one. That's sweet. I forgot to mention the, the different thing that's happening that's different to MG Melee. CFB is so in on this project, they're actually streaming 24 seven until the, for the foreseeable future. So every 24 seven a day, there'll be 24 hours a day, sorry. They, there will be something on the CFB Twitch uh, channel. The majority of it is coverage of these events. Um, how they're covering the events is they're actually going to Twitch in the directory and they're pulling up matches of people that are streaming. Um, so if you're a streamer, this is definitely your time to shine, start streaming these events, um, you know, and see if we could end up featuring you. And then they have commentators that are commentating over your match um, without sound from your stream, obviously. And that's been kind of interesting to watch. So they have actually had some pretty crazy coverage of these, these games. like. They've had every round covered that I've watched. Um, and I think that that's also something that is needed and everyone forgot about like, oh, Grand Prix coverage is kind of back. Um, it's not quite the same because they don't really know who they're going to pick in advance. Like they just have to hope that someone's streaming it, uh, which I can imagine is kind of stressful. Um, but it is pretty cool that it's happening. So. so I'm looking at what I see here, and this is like 40 plus qualifiers over the course of 12 days. That's a lot of that's a lot of awesome competitive magic, and then you can move on to a weekly championship and then a season finals, all that kind of stuff. Conan Hawk, it's been a while since I've heard from you, but I'm looking at all of this and I'm I'm thinking this is a pretty big carrot. What do you think? Uh yeah, I am I am super, super excited for these. Um I don't get to play them this week. Um I think that's the next topic that we're gonna talk about in a little bit here of the reason why, but um Basically, next week I will I will be on the Monday one, and if I don't qualify, I'll be on the Tuesday one, and so on and so forth. Um, it's kind of interesting um, because for a little bit of it, it is kind of like a um, RPTQ or PPTQ. There we go. That's the that's the one I was looking for. Uh, it's almost like a PPTQ. Uh, for those that don't remember the PPTQs, um, they're a preliminary pro tour qualifier, and if you won your PPTQ you would get to go to the RPTQ, which is the regional Pro Tour qualifier. And if you won that, then you got to go to the Pro Tour. Um, this one is a little bit 
you know, uh, more like it's not like as winner take all. Um, if you go five one or six zero, you get to go on. Well, and, sure, but there's no prizes at all. Yeah, there but there's the, there is bigger prizes in the Saturday one, right? Or the the Saturday Sunday one? Not that much bigger. What what's how big are they? They got like a thousand dollars or something, or is it just one k? They have a twenty five thousand dollar prize pool, so winner gets one k. I mean that's like and and the invitation to the to the next one, right? And the PT? The invitation to the next one or just to the PT? Uh, yeah, top eight get invites to the PT, but yeah. not to the not to the next weekend. No, 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 no. But the, the you get an invite to the PT, which is essentially the the big prize, right? Yeah, that's that's fair. So I mean, like I mean, like you, like I guess like the PT doesn't give you um, what are those things called? They they like last place doesn't get a prize anymore. Like they used to have it for like I don't know what felt like almost only like a month or so uh, for like one players tour, one Magic Fest or whatever it was at the Magic Champion Mythic Championship Mythic. Called. I'm really bad. No, with all these you names. were right the first time it was players tour. Well, no, no, no. Before there was a Mythic Championships. The Mythic Championship I went to it was. You got five hundred dollars for last place. Yeah, but the players tours also the players championships also did that last year. Oh, did they? Okay. Or the mythic championships last year. Yeah, I guess. The mythic right, championships. Actually. I think the players tours now don't give you zero dollars for they give you zero dollars for last place now. Yeah, but the paper mythic championships is what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they gave. It's very last confusing. Year. <laughs> Long story short, if you do get invited to this players tour, it doesn't guarantee you cash. Um, which is nice why like they'll give you cash for making top eight uh, so that you can afford your flight whenever we get to go. Um, but I, I think it is very cool. So, I mean, like it is, it is something nice to chase. Uh, it does require you to pay an entry fee, which is, you know, definitely not, not something that people just have like laying around right now, but um, you know, it's, it's, it, it gives me a competitive outlet. And my hope is, is that um, my hope is to be able to like, you know, use the money, to enter into the weekend tournament and then use the weekend tournament to hopefully just like my hope is to like kind of break even. And then if I get to the players tour, uh, that'd be awesome. And the, the break even hope is probably not right, but that's at least a goal and, uh, it'll be fun at the very least. Yeah. I mean, I can understand kind of the entry fee side of things for some players where it's like, well, what most of the tournaments I play are free. I got to, but you know, most magic the gathering you know you play in paper magic you're paying some type of entry fee to get into those places and at the very least it just it makes you have skin in the game and it probably kind of maybe filters out a little bit some of the the the, the more casual non-competitive folks that might just be like oh this looks like a super fun thing whoa 25 bucks uh hold on a second like maybe maybe this will be a little bit more competitive than for my taste so maybe that's just kind of like the initial like this is for certain types of players who expect themselves to perform at the game a certain type of way so that you can expect the daily qualifiers to still be a, a satisfying competitive endeavor. And Sean, when you're looking at what you see here with uh, the daily qualifiers and the weekly championships and the prize pools on this side of things, like is this does this scratch your itch enough considering that uh, in-person magic is kind of going to the back burner for a while while we take care of all of the world events that are happening around us? Yeah, I think that this is, I think Hawks had it pretty good. He's like, this is exactly what I'm looking for right now. Um, the COVID versus the MTG versus COVID tournaments have been a lot of fun. They've been running really well, but they don't have, like you said, skin in the game. Like it doesn't feel like there's enough, the stakes aren't that high. So getting to play these PT, like PPTQs um, is 
going to be a lot more my style, I think. I do like playing those kinds of tournaments, so I am really excited for that. Unfortunately, with my work schedule, I can't really play any this week, but I do plan on being able to play one on Monday and both Monday and Tuesday next week as well. So, uh, so I am looking forward to those. I'll go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I cut you off. Um, that's actually something that I'm a little concerned about. The timings are actually kind of bad. Like, so 9 a.m. Pacific, you know, not a, wor a worker person like 9 to 5 couldn't play. 3 p.m. Pacific, they're still not home from work. And then 9 p.m. Pacific at night, like, there's just no way that anyone with a job can play any of these tournaments. And that's kind of stressful to me. Like, they could have put some effort into rotating the times throughout the days of the week. So there was at least one day that I could play without taking work, like time off work. Yeah. I think that's a good way. Like a rotating schedule would have been at least better, a lot better for me as well, because I mean, I work nine to uh, four Monday, Tuesday, and then I work four to midnight on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So like my chances of playing any during the week are like, either get home from work early Monday, Tuesday, or I can't really play any on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like a weird timing situation. I agree. Wish that they, I don't know if they like are doing it this way for a reason or like if they plan on rotating after people like talk to them about it. But um, I do hope that they change how they um, are scheduled. So I was thinking about it. I'm pretty sure what happened was they're also planning a 24 hour stream schedule and I think they needed some consistency. They needed it to be like every day we're scheduling commentators based on the fact that there's a 9 a.m., a 3 p.m., a 9 p.m., and a 3 a.m. I think that was pretty important to them to be able to get this off the ground. So I'm actually okay with their timing for now. But what I really hope, the whole point of like this like first two weeks is I really hope that they think, they take feedback being like, wow, this totally worked. This totally didn't work. Um, and I really want to be able to see them improve the, the process in two weeks because i think the next two weeks are basically set also i forgot to mention this because i actually didn't realize this at first this weekend so the, the the grand prix let's call it that's happening on the 28th um that the the five events or five days of events that are feeding that is is monday so starting yesterday all the way to friday but starting on saturday there's both a grand prix and a qualifier for the following week so going forward, there's actually going to be seven days of qualifiers. There's going to be Saturday to Fridays. So you can actually play weekend events, which I forgot to mention in the beginning and is actually kind of important. So it does mean the working, the people that work nine to five can still play the weekend events. Are they only doing these? Have they? I, I, I haven't been following it too closely yet. Unfortunately, I had a lot going on apparently, but uh, are they doing these Magic Fest Online's? What's the timeline on them? How long are they doing them for? No idea. Yeah, okay. as far as I know, they don't want to schedule anything out too far because they mm -hmm. like. I mean, we're kind of all playing it by ear right now, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but the way they made it sound, they made it sound like they wanted to do it for as long as we're all, you know, uh, I guess like playing online. Yeah, as they, long as people are showing up. Yeah. Yeah, they. Yeah. I mean, they announce them in season. So season one, you know, the the daily qualifiers looks like they end on April third. And then the championships obviously end on uh, the 5th. And then the season finals are going to be on April 11th and April 12th. Okay, so we got a good, was that three weeks? Two weeks, like Alan was saying. So it's good. That's not too yeah, bad. Yeah, it's, it's like also just like super exciting because like they, they cap the season one 
the season one qualifiers or the uh, the weekend championship, sorry. Uh, or they don't cap it. Okay, let's see. How does this work? I'm like looking at their prizes thing and it's kind of weird because they have it like kind of in the same box. So each qualifier has a 512 person cap. So I don't know how many people that gives into the weekly championship. But if you well, do top 32, you get into the season finals, which gives you more chances for player tour invites. Because like the first one, it's only the top eight get the player tour invites, but in the season finals, the top 32 players get player tour invites, which is like really cool. And the top two get player tours final invites. That's crazy. That is really, really cool. Also, it's important to note that tournaments have not been filling up. They've hit an average between uh, about 75 participants per trial. So you definitely should reduce your idea of how many people are actually qualifying from these things from the idea that each tournament will be 500 people. There's just no way. No, none of them have hit 500 people. And then that that was actually really, really good EV for the weekend championships, right? Because they're paying out to the 128th spot. So if there's, you know, if there's only 128 of you, like all of you made, you know, your hopefully made your entry fees back at the very least. And then if you top, you know, if you finish in the top uh, third or half or fourth, sorry, if you t finish in the top fourth, you you just like get a season finals invite. Yeah. All pretty neat, all pretty awesome. And folks, if, it, if there's anybody listening who wants to learn more or wants to participate in daily qualifiers themselves, they can find out more about it by going to cfbevents.com slash magicfestonline. cfbevents.com slash magicfestonline. There's a lot of online tournaments going around, a lot of homegrown things, a lot of official things. There's going to be so much to do that we have to also stay focused to make sure that we are playing our best and we're doing our best work and we're doing uh, what it is we need to do to get better at the game of magic. And that's that's what I want to know now is what we are doing to get better at the game of magic. And, uh, you know, Kodahawk, I'll, I'll go with you first. There's a lot going on this week. There's a lot to prepare for. There's a lot of things we need to do. So what is it that you're going to be doing this week and leading into this weekend to get better at the game of magic or just to get better at certain aspects of magic? Well, as always, I'll be streaming um, and playing a lot of Magic, but um, this weekend, actually, uh, myself, uh, Brasky, and uh, I, don't, I don't know what we're calling her anymore. Uh, is, it, is it the Mighty Zucchini? Zucchini Linguini. The Zucchini Linguini. Yes. Uh, I've been working uh, to do some casting this weekend, which is going to be very, very, very exciting. Um, I know that you're all very excited to to listen to it, so definitely do that. But I'm I'm really 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 stoked to do this. I, it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time, and um, yeah. <clears throat> what I'm are we casting? Out. Excuse me. What was that? <laughs> you haven't actually said what we're casting. Yeah, talk about the oh, event I was itself. Let you do that. That's a secret. We can't. We yeah. Can't tell yeah. You. I can't. No. I can't what say the hell? Well. We'll tell everybody after it's done. <laughs> yeah. That's our joke, right? We can't tell. <laughs> yeah, we won't long. tell anybody until it's already finished, right? Like that's what. It's I mean, be. we have done that joke before. Well, why don't you ruin the joke, Caroline, and talk a little bit about what the what it is that the three of us are going to be working on uh, here this weekend? Okay, so we we talked a lot about MTG Melee, mostly because we're all in love with it. And one of the specific tournament organizers, um, actually, we need to backtrack a little bit. Something that Eric named. did forget, something that Eric forgot to mention was the MTG Melee, a lot of the tournaments, you can't have entry fees for arena tournaments. It's like a standard thing. Um, and so some of these cool worker workarounds, I don't know if that's the right word, some of these cool tournaments are actually 
using an idea of a subscription service to allow for them to run events that have credit and have store credit and have prizes, but don't have an entry fee. So one of those um, mainstays in this kind of online tournaments has been a, a, a Twitch channel, I guess is the best way to call it, called the Mythic Society. And if you sub subscribe to their Twitch channel, you can enter in any of their tournaments that they run on MTG Melee, and they've ran five in the last eight days. <laughs> so they're running a lot. I've already played in three, so I feel like my five bucks has been well spent. You can use Twitch Prime, and then it doesn't even cost you anything. So pretty cool idea to use Twitch subscription to get into a tournament. I bring that up because the tournament that we are casting this weekend is being hosted by the Mythic Society. So again, you do need a subscription to play, um, but you only need one subscription to play as many tournaments in that month. So um, and they're running a thousand dollar arena community cup. No, arena cup. I don't know what their title is called. Is it just arena? Is arena cup? I think it's, it's the arena community cup. That's the brand. No, I think they dropped community. Wait. Oh, did they? It's really um, more of a chalice. Let me I mean, check. Let's, let's be honest. It's more of a goblet than a cup. It still says Arena Community Cup on the logo that oh, we okay. have in the MTG production. Okay, I guess it's the Arena Community Cup. Uh, so it's a thousand dollar store uh, uh, prize pool uh, for again a free in quotations I guess tournament, um, and it's being hosted. One of the most notable people that are organizing it is Pascal Maynard, and he is um, a well-known Magic player who lives currently in Quebec. And so a lot of his tournaments, he's actually been making tournaments on various websites in arena for the last year. Uh, most of them are in French, so they never really made it to people that weren't French. Um, but he's he has a really good understanding of what an arena tournament should look like. And he's joined together with MTG Melee. So I feel like they're like a real power horse. They're, they know exactly what to do and, and they're doing a good job. So he actually, we reached out to him and we're going to cover his tournament. We are going to cover just the top eight because uh, it's our first time kind of covering like a, a live tournament like this. Um, so we're also kind of learning as we go. So we decided the top eight was like easier to corral eight people than to corral like 56 people. Um, but I'm pretty excited. Brasky is going to be doing a lot of production and kind of telling us in our ear how great we are. And then Eric is going to tell everyone all the cool things that you should do in the game. And I'm just going to chill out and probably drink some tea. I might talk. We'll see. I hope you you're, do. You're gonna have to do a lot of the talking, right? Because I mean, I know I hate gonna... play by play. <laughs> people might fall. That's like the one worry is if I get into play by play, right? If I was doing the play by play, you would have to wake them up. That would be great. <laughs> Eric, we've talked that about. I mean, be, we went over this. And, It'd be like uh, that. He draws a forest for a turn and plays it, and is looking at the hand highlights. Nissa, nope, goes back to the to, forest. You wouldn't be able to speak that slowly. It happens so fast. <laughs> I oh just... no, that's that's I slow down time. Yeah, I will. I will. I time. will physically play the stream at half speed just to match Conan Hawk's cadence. Oh my gosh, uh, just, I changed my mind. Just sitting back and just being not even that. Like, you don't even need to say much. Just being like, oh, he plays a forest. He, uh, so anyway, we are covering this tournament. My transitions are much better than yours. Um, we are covering this tournament at twitch.tv slash the mythic society, uh, starting at, someone save me. I don't know the time. I think it's like They, they start at 10 a.m., but then we I don't know when the top eight will start. 
That's right. So we we estimated it would be. So is it 10 a.m. your time? Uh, Brandon said it to me, so I'm assuming that is translated into my time. Yeah, about 10 a.m. Central. Okay. So then assume that six rounds is six hours. So that would put it about 4 p.m. Central, approximately. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty excited. I get to hang out with Eric and Brasky. Absolutely. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter, at Swigoy Gaming, uh, so that you can make sure to know, because we will certainly tweet out when the topic goes live, so that you can see both Caroline and Conan Hawk, you know, in their casting glory, and then you can blame any and all glitches on that that hack of a producer, Brasky. Uh, that's that's what's going to happen on that side of things. That's kind of what we're looking forward to. There's going to be plenty to do on that side of things. And then, Sean, you you know, there's plenty to do as well uh, in Magic the Gathering as well. So what, what are you going to be doing to get better at the game this week? Um, This weekend, I... I have a uh, standard tournament on Saturday that I got to get ready for. So I'm going to spend the next couple days playing some deck that I'm not 100% sure what. I really like the Azorius Blink deck, but not 100% sure if it's quite good enough to actually bring to the tournament on Saturday. But um, I'll probably end up playing some Jeskai Fires, um, I think, on Saturday. Um, so I got to go find a list I like and then read up on it. I know Caroline played it. I don't know if she liked it or not. But in the deck, the one thing I don't like about the deck is it's not very fun. And I, what? It's tons of fun. Uh, uh, I don't know. I personally don't find it very fun, but <laughs> um, I mean, you know, different strokes, different folks. So, like, I don't really think it's that fun, but um, I don't know. Like, it's a good deck, though. Um, so I'll probably end up playing that. I'll, you know, bounce ideas off both Caroline and Eric, see what, you know, sideboard change I should make, if any. So. I don't know. I'll probably play that this weekend and figure out as much as I can about the deck before then. Nice. You know, I'll, I'll leave it at this, and I think this might be something good to kind of close the cast out with, is that, you know, we talked a lot about online tournaments, online clients, organizers, streams, you know, production, all of that kind of stuff, uh, and prizes and all of that wonderful things. And I kind of just want to go around the room and talk about when it comes to online competitive magic, whether it's the client, organizations, whatever it is, uh, what is the biggest thing on your wish list. Connor Hawk, let's start with you. All right. I'm, I'm going to need you to word, word that, say that again one more time. So Sorry. do you have, um, for instance, like, oh, I love the MTG Melee client, but it's missing this one big thing. Or uh, I love these events, but the prize pools don't live up to my expectation. Or, uh, you know, this this is only standard format or any any of that kind of stuff. So when it comes to online competitive magic, as we're playing it now, as we might play it, for the weeks and, and, and maybe months to come, what is the big thing on your wish list that, boy, it would be great if blank? Um, To be quite honest, I mean, I think the the CFB thing, um, I wish, I guess, I wish C, the CFB events were held on MTG Melee, I guess. Um, I love that client. Um, I, I, I shouldn't, like, I should say this with, like, a little bit of an asterisk. I haven't actually played a CFB one yet. Um, but from like hearing what people have said or something like, and, and like some of like their, you know, wants and, and hopes, I guess, um, that like it sounds like if they combined forces, that it would just be amazing. And uh, maybe that's something that might happen in the future. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that, that's like it. Because like I just like I wanted, like I said earlier, I wanted a bigger carrot to chase. CFB has that. And I love the client of MTG Melee. So like there's that. Um, outside of that, I think. I think just like being able to have more outlets for just bigger, bigger tournaments and maybe 
like because like there's going to be a time where you know and this might just be like you know wanting everything but like if you qualify on monday what do you do the rest of the week right because like now you're it's like you're qualified so i guess we go back to streaming and like i mean like that not to say that's like a bad thing but it's like streaming doesn't like it's the goal is to be to hang out with the people that are in your chat and not exactly competing against anything like you're competing against the ladder which like like but like the big thing that fulfills me is just like me hanging out with people which is like really fun um but like it doesn't have like the same feel as like a huge tournament and um my that's kind of my hope is that with streaming the cfb event uh and like you know and it's like we're playing for something big but then also my twitch chat's there that's going to be like really cool um but then if you qualify monday what do you do on tuesday you know it's like kind of like a step step back, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think everything is going pretty pretty great right now. That so. that argument is a little false because that's always been the case. If you win the first PPTQ, you didn't have anything to do in the season. If you won the first PTQ on Moto, you didn't have anything to do. Like this has always been an issue. Well, and before you could go to like an SCG Open if you qualified, or you could go to, you know, like you could go to a Grand Prix if you qualified. There was like still things you could do. So maybe it's the fact that you kind of want, you know, you, you have this great Magic Fest uh, online tournament, um, but what are, you know, something of equal scale? What is something else that we can have that is at least scratching the surface of that somewhat major uh, competitive outlet in case you do actually grab that freaking carrot? Yeah, and like I said, like I said, like, and, and Caroline's point is, is definitely a good point. It's like you, you do have to, like, I, th I think... The biggest thing is, is that I think he, the question is, is like, what would I want? Not necessarily what is feasible, right? <laughs> like, I don't think it's feasible to have more than just like what, F, what CFBs is, CFB is doing. Um, but like, you know, like, I, like I, I'm excited for what it has anyway. Yeah, we're anything but feasible at this podcast. Sean, what's on your list? What's at the top of your wish list for this type of competitive scene and this way of playing Magic? Yeah, I don't know. Like, right now, it's kind of hard for me to imagine where it's going to go, I guess, because right now, everything I've experienced so far is pretty good. Right now, it's a little bit, it's a lot of little things, I think, like, you know, we already touched on the timer and stuff like that, but um, I kind of would like to see different, I don't know, like, circuits, maybe, like, a Star City online series and a Channel Fireball series, or something like that, like, where I have multiple tournaments to play or something like that, but not really too sure yet. I'm a little, I'm more excited by what we already have because we have so much. It's exciting that we have these people putting on these like, you know, baby carrot tournaments. Like I'm actually pretty content with where we are right now. So I'm not really needing too much more yet. Caroline, baby carrots, big carrots. Are there any medium sized carrots? What is, you know, how, what, what is the vegetable list that you have uh, on your wish list for magic? Brussels sprouts? Oh. Question mark. So what's the Brussels sprouts of competitive magic? I assume it's something that we all hate and then turns out is really great. So Tron. <laughs> so competitive magic. I'm super into these Brussels sprouts. I want to <laughs> know more about Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. Oh my gosh. Um, we've talked way too much about Brussels sprouts. Uh, sorry. What am I actually answering? What's on your wish list? Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a really good answer, but then I didn't get called on. So I, didn't zone out and check discord um i want observation mode for for friends and uh, animal crossing sake <laughs> I, 
Can we just have observation mode, please? On arena. Oh my gosh, please. You stole you stole my thunder in the most glorious way. Give me a spectate client, please. I wanna Seriously. be I wanna be able to click my friend, join their game, and watch what they're doing. And then if if it's you know, we go back to it, but it's just it's one of the few things that that I really love about the competitive side of Hearthstone is that I can click a button, join a game, click the person that they're playing and see their hand too all at the same time, and then I can stream that match and call it good. Like, trying to stream Magic uh, Arena right now is just this, is so many hoops to jump through that could almost all be alleviated with a Spectate client. If they can give us that, then oh my goodness. I cannot wait to see what, not just the future of like high stakes professional Magic is, but also even just the lower level or just the community tournaments, all that kind of stuff infinitely rise up in my opinion. Yeah, I've been on part of two different projects right now working with production and arena and we're all just winging it and they all look different and they all look kind of not great. Like we're trying our best over here, but you know, one one project works with pre-recorded matches so we can at least sort of make them something work. Um, but otherwise, like, it's just goodness. Um, I, I know that some places when you're at the, like, if you're at a gaming stadium, they can capture their actual computers so they get a lot more input. But when you're casting through the internet, it's really freaking hard. <laughs> goodness. I just want a client that I can watch people play, please. <laughs> I, I want to change my answer. I figured out what my no, answer is nope, now. Nope, nope, Moving on. Okay, wrapping up. <laughs> so what I want, and uh, I got this from I, from playing earlier. Um, so they they like it seemed to me that they had a hard time making green magic cards. So they just started adding draw a card to all these green magic cards. So we have like Grow Spiral, we have Uro. Before that, we had Rogue Refiner. Um, we had like Tireless Tracker. So. What I've decided is they don't know how to make white magic cards. So we just need to add draw a card to every white magic card they print from here for a while. So like Savannah Lions, instead of just being a one mana one or a two one for one white mana, will now also draw a card when it comes into play. Um, raise the alarm, making two soldier tokens will now also draw a card, still be an instant. Uh, I, I think I think that is a great way to fix like how bad the white magic cards have been recently. Here's your problem, Eric. You want good main deck cards for white cards? They just don't exist. They never will. Sideboard cards, though, white. That's your that's your go-to. You color, know, man. you say that, but just wait. Ikoria comes out, and then mono white cantrips is going to be just the best <laughs> thing out there right now. <laughs> but the they best. Just come back with like astral slide. Yep. Just like some crazy white mechanic. Perfect. That's ex- that's what that's what white needs. Uh, here on the color pie of Magic the Gathering. And in the color pie of life, I think we have completed every color. And I think we have run full circle of this podcast. And that is where we're going to leave it at for today. But this was some really good discussion, especially in where we want to see and what we've been experiencing and what we're looking forward to in the world of online competitive magic. And of course, uh, what kind of vegetables we're going to equate all of those things to. So we're going to make sure that we find you know everything that we need to. Our eggplants, we're going to find our rutabagas, we're going to find all of those different types of things, each of them a different style of Magic the Gathering. And you can always find out more about Magic the Gathering, about us here at Swagoy Gaming by visiting us at swagoy.com, S-W-A-G-O-I.com. You can learn all about our various esports teams and the different types of content that we produce. And, of course, my fellow hosts also have wonderful content that they produce. And, Sean, I'm going to start it off with you. Why don't you tell us about where people can find your content? 
Yeah, so you can find me hanging out uh, on Twitter at Mr. Toolshed and on my twitch.tv slash Mr. Toolshed. I will be playing the Magic Fest online, to, or I guess this won't be helpful to our listeners, but I'll be playing it on uh, Wednesday this week. So I'll be playing uh, Standard One on Wednesday. You can hang out there, or I will be streaming the Hunter Burton tournament on Saturday as well. So uh, maybe the, I'm sure the, pod, the podcast might be out by then. So Saturday the 28th, you can come hang out and watch the Hunter Burton tournament with me. Awesome. Caroline, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini, on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini, and on twitch.tv slash The Mighty Linguini. I stream on Wednesdays. I always have a magic guest, but I don't always play magic. And as always, I'll tell you about the stream I'm doing in the past, which will be this Wednesday with a fellow podcaster co-host. No, not a co-host. <laughs> a fellow podcaster, Megan from MTG. No, what's it called? Good luck, high five. Goodness, that was great. Wrap it up. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up with Conan Hawk. Conan, where can people find you and the content you produce? Uh, they can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Conan Hawk, or you can follow me on Twitch Monday through Friday, twitch.tv slash Conan Hawk. Absolutely. Of course, you can find me both at Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142. You can always find all of us right here at Friends in Magic. And we always thank you for tuning in, listening to our shenanigans, whether we're discussing Friends in Magic, Friends in Vegetables, or Friends in Animal Crossing. We appreciate you listening, and we will appreciate you subscribing and leaving a review for us. So, for all of my co-hosts, we wish you a wonderful rest of your week. Bye-bye. I think Caroline's pushed to talk so she doesn't know that she's not saying bye. Oh, crap. <laughs> I was yelling at Sean because he wasn't saying anything, so I was saying bye. <laughs> and then Sean was just I just realized I was muted, and I said <laughs> Caroline was muted while I was muted. You were both <laughs> muted telling each other <laughs> to be like, hey, you're <laughs> muted. <laughs> okay, let's try that again. Bye, everyone. I'm going to go play some Bye. <laughs>